Hey guys, my name is Jeff, and this is the Effect and Inspire audio podcast. Have you ever had questions about your calling into ministry, or you're recently called into ministry? Well, on today's show, me and Russell discuss why we went into the ministry and what it's like. So if you have any questions, stick around, and we'll try to answer a few of them. Hey guys, welcome to our podcast. My name is Jeff. My name is Russell. And uh, we're here today. We're just going to talk about why we went into the ministry and and hope this is uh, just some encouragement for some uh, maybe some college age students that are thinking about or high school students that are thinking about going into uh, the ministry, what to expect, what they're uh, what's going on in their lives, I guess, that they'll help them make the decision and uh, if it's right for them. So um, I guess the first thing we should do is talk about our past and what we've been doing in ministry. Uh, Russ, what have you been doing? Well, I was, uh, I was saved from a very, very, very young age. So I grew up in church. Um, it's, it's really kind of all I've ever known. Uh, my, uh, my grandpa was a worship leader for 10, 15 years uh, when he first started, and my mother was a secretary. So needless to say, I spent a lot of time in church. Uh, growing up, and your it, grandmother is a yes, and my, my grandmother still. That's very true. My <laughs> she's like ninety. Still, she, she is, watched Moses. Uh, yeah. <laughs> she worked in the yeah, nursery. Yeah, she was old when Moses was born. So, it's, it's, <laughs> it's, but she is. I, I think she's going. She's going on her fifty, like fifty third year. I Oof. think in in the nursery. So that lady is a saint. I don't care. Yeah. Everybody says that lady is a saint. <laughs> so to deal with that many babies, but, uh, she watched mine for a couple of, for a couple of years. That's very true. She yeah. did. That's uh, a lot of people in the community. She, uh, she definitely babysat their kids. So, yeah. but you know, it didn't, having that kind of background, um, I don't want to say it was almost inevitable that, you know, God was going to, was going to use me in ministry, but I think I had a really good firm starting point. Yeah. In it. And I fell in love with it. I think that's the biggest thing. God, really put it on my heart uh, to love ministry. Mm-hmm. And so... Uh, so what is it that you do at the church? Uh, right now, I'm the worship pastor. I've been there for almost three years now. And um, I love it. I love everything about it. Uh, music is one of my you know, favorite side passions, for sure. Uh, but you so, had started off... See, here's the thing that I, I'm playing off to the crowd now, because cause I know this, because yeah. I played the drums with you, mm-hmm. but you were... A part of the worship team before you were a worship before, pastor. That's right. I played. Uh, I played the bass. Uh, a good friend of ours, uh, Ronnie Tisworth, was was the worship leader at the church that I'm now uh, serving at. And uh, I actually had I had I had moved away for a little while and hadn't been attending uh, that church. I had been attending one up in the city. And Ronnie had asked me uh, if I would serve in the worship band. And so I said, Well. Sure, I took you, all of two seconds. What do you need? Yeah, it, it took no time at all because it was a chance to get to play music, and so I, I always leap at those opportunities. And so he, they needed a basis at the time. And uh, see, when it first started it off, it was just you and Ronnie, though. That's it. That's well, all and it Teresa was. was the pianist. Yes, we did. We did have a pianist there. But if you want to talk about an awkward uh, three-man band, you get <laughs> one guy playing the acoustic guitar, one guy with the bass, no drums at this point in time, no, um, and a pianist. Uh, needless to say, I had to turn my instrument way down because I like to play a powerful bass. Yeah. So, and a few uh, months later, I came in. Ronnie actually stepped, asked me to come in and and play the drums. Yeah. In my horrific no, style of play, it was <laughs> it was fantastic because it allowed you, you did a really good job of keeping the proper rhythm, which allowed us to kind of play off of it. So yeah, you know, just doing that that really 
I want to say was the catalyst, uh, you know, to God's calling for me to be a worship pastor. Uh, I had led worship uh, on a very small setting in our youth group when I was in the youth. Uh, We had a youth band at the time, and I sang and led worship during that time, but never on, you know, on a bigger scale. And although I was always honestly kind of nervous to do it because I wasn't sure Mm -hmm. how I was going to react, you know, in front of in front of a larger a larger setting. But it's amazing how God not only gives you the tools, but goes through it with you and and gives you the ability and 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 the confidence uh, to follow Him, you know, in, in in ministry. And so it's. It's been a wonderful journey. Uh, it's it's amazing the doors that God has opened up for me to be where I am now. Because there was for a long time I didn't I didn't know I was going to be able to do any of this. So yeah. it's uh, it has just been an absolute wonderful blessing being in the ministry. And so that's why you know that's why we're here to, to encourage those people who are in the ministry right now doing you know following God's plan for their lives. And it, it's it's just it, it's, it's always a blessing, and I want us to always look at it as a blessing. Yeah. Well, as for me, I started off. Um, I was I was saved at the age of nine, at a uh, a church camp up by Perry, Oklahoma. Oh, Perry! Yeah, it's in the middle of nowhere. No, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Almost God forgot about it. Just about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it was called uh, Camp K. Uh, I'm talking maybe the fifty kids, seventy five kids were there. Yeah. Not not very many at no, all. No. <laughs> it's a big giant square. Like, just giant square piece of land that had a couple of cabins, a dinner hall, and a tabernacle that was outdoors in the middle of July heat for kids that were 8, 9, 10 years old. For those who don't live in Oklahoma, by the way, July heat, I, I swear, it is as close to the fires of hell as you can get without actually being there. It is hot. I it mean, is hot. I mean, I smelled sulfur the other day. It's, it's just June. It's, yeah, it's awful. Oh, it's awful. It's dripping out of your nose is so bad. So Well, and and this this year, for whatever reason, June is usually, like, typically pretty nice. The average yeah. temperature is 88 degrees. Right. But we're approaching 100, 100 yeah, now. degrees now. And so oh, I can't imagine what July is going to look at this year. But I was saved at the age of nine at this church camp. And um, I, I was baptized a week later, but and uh, and then not even and then I was called into the ministry uh, a few years later. But I had no idea what that meant. I had no yeah. idea what being yeah. called in. I was maybe I'm not sure any of us when we had that calling. Here, yeah, so we just kind of and so. But my pastor at the time he was a he was a good he was a good pastor. If he if he's if he's listening now, brother John, thank you so much. <laughs> Appreciate you, brother. Uh, brother John Terrell, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, and uh, but he let me preach my my very first sermon when I was in fifth grade, and uh, oh wow, I remember one of my points whenever I was there. I was talking about how uh, uh, <laughs> I was a to- tug of war battle, and Satan was one one end, God was on the other end. We we're pulling, and he was pulling us back and forth, and until finally, I mean, right. ultimately, when you become saved, God wins the battle, right? And so on and so forth, but. But anyway, that was the, that's the only point I remember. I think I preached on John three sixteen, but, but I mean it was just. And of course, it's you're, you're like eleven years old. Man, you know, when you in know. doubt, there are there are fallback verses. Yeah. I am so thankful to God that we have John three sixteen. Yeah, no joke. That is a that is a good verse. Covers all the points you need. Easy yeah. to remember. You know, every kid knows it. Might as well. But go that was it, also so. the verse that the pastor preached on whenever I was saved. Right. And so, and the cover of some of my testimony on this. He preached on John three sixteen how God literally had done nothing for His Son so that we can have salvation. That's right. 
And so, and then on the third day, Christ rose again from the grave and all of that. And so, but for, I don't know, three plus years, I was on fire for God. God, uh, Brother John let me preach a couple more times in my sixth and seventh grade. And and then we moved churches and uh, just some, some things that we don't need to talk about, but we moved churches and, and then I went to a different school after that and it just, I just fell apart yeah. at that point. But the good point, a good thing about it is, is that going into my senior year, uh, the pastor that was at a different church camp almost nine years later uh, preached on John three sixteen how God did nothing for his son while he was on the cross so we could obtain salvation. And I was like, and I, I knew at that moment that God was pulling me back. Yeah. Uh, that happened. I went forward on that Tuesday night. I surrendered to ministry fully on that Friday night, and I didn't look back. I yeah. uh, When I graduated high school, I jumped into youth ministry, and um, gosh, that was 12 years ago. 13 years ago. I'm going on 13 let, years ago. Let that sink in a little bit. Oh my gosh. Because it's <laughs> still doing it to me too. So yeah. I've got my 10 year coming up yeah. next year and it's like, I don't even know where 10 years will end. Yeah. Have, and there's some people that are like 12 yeah, years. Yeah. Oh yeah. 12 you are, years. You're still babies. You're, yeah. You're little still babies. babies. I don't know what that is. You guys haven't even. So, but I mean, it's just, I've, and since then I've, I've done in my 12 years, 13 years of ministry, I've done nine of it in youth ministry and mm-hmm. did a year of youth evangelism. I worked with you at the at that church mm-hmm. um, as the college and media pastor. That's where I grew my love for, for podcasting. And I got to throw another brother, Chris. Yeah, got to. Yeah, Chris Carter, if you're listening, yeah, we love yeah. you, brother. Yeah, if you're getting another bone thrown to you. <laughs> so... We gotta we gotta be in, I, I, we gotta take some time out real quick right now. Yeah, we gotta take, if we're gonna mention Chris Carter, for his family. Yeah. We gotta be in prayer for his family. He yeah. lost his dad here recently, and and just know, Chris, if you're listening, we we love you, brother. We're, we're praying for you. Yeah. 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 So, um, but one of the so we can jump into this this topic right now. Uh, one of the things that that uh, really kind of just surfaced whenever I was called into ministry is I had no idea what I was gonna be doing. Yeah. And, uh, like, there's so many forms and facets of ministry that you can do um, that I had no idea, that nobody actually even really even showed me what to do mm-hmm. when it came to ministry. So whenever I took over my home church's youth ministry and uh, whenever I graduated high school, I knew that there was pastor and I knew there was youth pastor, and that was it. Yeah. And I had no idea until later on down the road that there was other forms of ministry mm-hmm. that you can do within the church. Right. Um and so one of the biggest things that I would I would highly recommend uh, to people, especially college age kids, high school students that are yeah. that just got called into the ministry, and man, if you if you're really serious about this, and you're really serious about uh, jumping into the ministry, make sure you pray about it. Yes, that is huge. Oh, but then also on top of that, you really gotta you gotta talk to your pastor about it too, uh, because there's different forms that you can do whenever you're going to college. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you, the basic form is to get, get your Bible degree at a at a Bible university. Right. OBU is one of them. Mm-hmm. Dallas Baptist is one of them. Uh, there's a ton of them all around. And then you can also get your, there's two other forms. You can go to seminary and get your MDiv, mm-hmm. Master's in Divinity, or you can get your Master's in Theology at another school that's not a, yeah. that's not a, but the thing about it is, is that you just got to, but I know a lot of pastors that get their business degrees. Oh, yeah. And leadership degrees. So talk to your pastor about it. Talk to your uh, youth pastor about it, and make sure that this is the right move to make. Uh, but you're going a different route. You you you're a worship pastor, mm-hmm. 
but you have uh, I wait for it, people. I don't know if you're ready for this. This is <laughs> before we before we jump into this <laughs> this next thing with Russell here. I just want to I just want to mention how old he is. How old are you? I am. Uh, I'm 27. He's 27. And what are you about to finish uh, up? I'm getting my doctorate right now. I'm doctorate degree. His psychology. Doctorate degree <laughs> at 27. You know what I was thinking about at 27? <laughs> Hopefully not doctorate, because I'm telling you right now. There, there, there are times where me and God have sat down and we've had talks. God, this is a long time. This is a lot of work. Are, are you sure? Did you make a mistake? And then I got to remember, oh, yeah, it's God. Okay, so I'm the one who needs to just shut up and keep going. But, it, uh, you know, it is, it is one of the best blessings of my life to get to do this. Uh, God put it on my heart as a young kid. I, have a, I just have a passion for people, for people in general. I love being around them, love talking to them, love interacting with them. You know, that's a lot of the reasons why, you know, after praying about this, I feel so comfortable doing this, you know, with Jeff, is the fact that I just have a heart for people. And, and one, one way I've always been able to, to interact with somebody is I have been able to have a, a close, good listening ear for people and to be uh, not only... Uh, sympathetic and empathetic, but to be understanding of situations and, and, and issues that people are going through. And so God was able to take that passion, uh, had a lot of trading with it, and it has grown uh, grown to this right now. So it's using that in, in ministry is, is so key because I know a lot of pastors that do a ton of counseling. Mm-hmm. Uh, the pastor that we have now, he is... He's done more counseling than I've been years alive. So, you know, it's it's you don't necessarily need all the schooling that I went through to do it. Um, but there is a lot of time that you have to spend in prayer for it. Uh, Solomon, mm-hmm. king example, you know, uh, could have prayed for anything at the time, but chose to pray for wisdom. Yeah, you know, wisest man as a boy. Ever. Uh, yeah, exactly. You know, and so those are the kinds of things that I think that we, we, we need to keep in mind whenever we're thinking about, you know, does, has God called me to the ministry? You need to, you need to first consider, what are you doing this for? Mm-hmm. You know, if you feel that calling and you feel that God's called you to be a pastor, youth pastor, music minister, any, any of it, you need to remember why we're doing it. Yeah, excellent. You know, exactly. you, know you, you, you don't. It's not your voice that you want to be heard. It's not you helping those people. It's not you pastoring those people. It is the Holy Spirit using you as a vessel to draw people to himself. And if your focus is all on the growth of the kingdom of God, then I would encourage you to go talk to your pastor, go talk to your youth pastor, whoever you have as a mentor, and lay those things you know, on their hearts and they can pray with you about them. Yeah. You know, and, and then be sensitive to, to, to follow God's lead. But we always need to remember why we're in this you know it's it's fun to get to sit here and do you know podcasts Podcasts, and and video podcasts it's it's a blast to go out and you know hang out with your friends in your youth group and go to church camps and do all these things but we need to remember why we're doing it. it's always the why that's the biggest thing in psychology as well what drives us to do the things that we do you know and and for us who are in the ministry it's by far the only thing that drives us is the holy spirit Mm -hmm. and the further bit of god's kingdom I agree. And so that's one encouragement I want to give in this podcast is, is if that's something that you're, you're wrestling with or you're thinking about, even if you are in the ministry right now and you have doubts. I'm going to tell you right now, if we're going to be open and honest, I've had doubts multiple times. That's one of the ways that Satan attacks us 
is he attacks your faith, mm-hmm. is what he does. And, and things that you know that are certain that God's called you to it. He's still going to do it because we're people, we're fallible, it's going to happen. What you need to do every single time is go back, start from the very beginning. Why am I doing this? Why am I here? What are the reasons? What drives me to continue to follow God? And if it's for the furtherment of his kingdom, then keep going. Don't stop. God's going to give you the strength, yep. the wisdom, the ability to go through it. He's going to do it for you. Second thing that I would probably bring up, other than why you're doing it, is understanding that if you do move into this pastoral world, and this is where it gets kind of, it may even get kind of scary at some point, um, because we have a lot of pastors today that are uh, that call themselves pastors, but I mean they they say some really cruel and and, and just some me- yeah very, very questionable, questionable things, yeah. unbiblical things. Yes, yes, agreed. And there's even some pastors out there that'll uh, what Bible would call tickling their ears. Yeah, they'll only say certain things to get certain audiences and right. to keep those audiences yeah. too. Antichrist so. is what they're referred to multiple, yeah, multiple times. One, multiple antichrist. So, so yes. the second thing that I would probably even say is after understanding why you're doing it, but under but also understanding that we are held to a higher accountable yeah. accountability. Um, uh, the Bible literally talks about if you are going to step into this pastoral role, that you're going to be judged more harshly. Oh, yeah, by far. And um, so the sins that that go unconfessed, the things that you do, the the things that you follow, the, I, and I have to, and I'm guilty of this also, so oh, don't, yeah. don't think that that is, but things that you watch on TV, mm-hmm. the things that you watch on your computer screen or even phones now, yes. uh, you have to be really careful about, uh, about what you do in your life. And, and also on top of that, there's a lot of things that, that as pastors, we are called to help families. That's right. God calls the families to the church. So as pastors and as youth pastors, your job is to overlook those families. But if you're overlooking your family, that is a huge sin. Oh, yeah. That is a, that is a big thing that if you are not taking care of what is at home, mm-hmm. then... I mean, there's there's going to be times whenever you have the family that you have some kids that are the age of accountability mm-hmm. and so on and so forth, and that's a whole different topic for another podcast and all that stuff. But if your family is being neglected and your wife is, is literally thinking about leaving you or um, if your wife is having multiple conversations with you about saying, we need to fix this mm-hmm. and you're not fixing this, how can you help those other families if you're not taking care of your exactly. families? So to overlook your family is to not look out for other families. And so I would highly recommend that before you even think about jumping into ministry is one, you like Russell said, you have to understand why you're doing this. But secondly, understand that you're going to be held to a higher accountability. You're going to be judged more harshly whenever it comes to that time Wherefore, when you stand before Christ. Um, and so those are just a few of the things that I, we want you to remember, that we want you to, to take in and, and stuff like that. One of the things that I would highly recommend for me, whenever I call, was called into ministry, um, one of the things that I, I highly, highly recommend um, is after, I mean, after you get out of college and stuff like that, and whenever you're just a pastor, you're being a youth pastor, and you're, being, and you're called into ministry, you need to find... Uh, those reading materials that oh, yes. that is that you need to dive in week after week. If it's just an article online, if it's 
uh, a whole, if it's a book that you want to read, uh, I would, I mean, I tried with four kids, I have a hard time reading, but I try to at, at a minimum of reading two books a year. Yeah. I know for a lot of people that's two, two books. I can do that in two days. Yeah. But whenever I am swamped with kids and, mm-hmm. and I try to do as much as I can with my family since I, I work at a school as well. And so during my summertime, I try to devote some of a lot of my time with the kids, but Fridays we do this. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, two books for me is a, is a lot, it is, yeah. but also finding those articles to read online. Uh, so if you're thinking about jumping into ministry and you're thinking about going into this, get prepared and read as much as you can now to get into the habit yeah. of reading later. You can't, you can't read too much. No, that, that was one of the biggest fallacies that I had coming out of high school because I hated reading. I absolutely detested reading coming out of high school. Almost the moment I got into college, I learned the importance of it. Yeah. You know, and, and not even just that. One of the things I found, you know, studying my Bible more is God brought to me a love for reading and a love for reading His Word. I know that there are parts in the Bible and there are still, I hate reading numbers. Hate it. Still do to this day. But it's in God's Word. And mm-hmm. He calls me to read it. There's right. something in there that I need. So there are going to be times where it's dry, where it's boring. You wonder, what in the world is God trying to say right now? We go back to what we have said earlier. Why are you doing it? Mm-hmm. And realizing that if God's called you to it, answer that call. And there's going to be things that come with it. My, my uncle said something to me last week. Uh, he married his daughter away, which was, that was quite a sight, by the way. <laughs> yeah, if, 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 my uncle's a pastor. And when you have a pastor that is marrying his daughter away to a youth pastor, Ooh. it's funny. Let's just say that. One of the things that he said, he goes, I, you know, I, I never wished for my daughter to marry into the ministry, which sounds kind of weird. It does sound uh, kind of yeah. weird. But he knows that it's a struggle. When you're in the ministry, it's going to be a struggle. Yeah. You better believe that Satan is revving up the army to come yeah. after you. He's going to bring everything he's got. So this isn't to scare anybody or, or it, in fact, it's supposed to be the opposite, to encourage you. This is meant to encourage you that you've got the God of the universe fighting on your side. Absolutely. And when it comes down to it, he's always there, and he will give you everything that you need. Mm-hmm. But don't be shocked when trials and tribulations come. Absolutely. Because they're coming. Yeah. They will come. I've been in it just for three years now, and they have already tried to batter down my door. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I love the point that you made about, you know, you, you, can't, you cannot neglect your family at all. Mm-hmm. You can't do that. See, if we're not going to be loving at home, then we can't be loving outside. Right. Ever period. Can't do it. And Satan is going to try to get you stuck with doing busy work. Yeah. He loves it if you're out doing stuff because it keeps you busy. If you forget why you're doing it and you're so busy doing visitation here, visitation here, visitation here, you know, I'm stuck at the church because I got to work late hours or whatever it is, keeping you away from spending quality time with your sheep, mm-hmm. with your family. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of times it's not about the quantity, it is about the quality. Yeah. And we need to remember that, you know, and, and, and I have to be reminded of that all the time. Uh, I spend a lot of time up at the church working on, you know, music for Sundays and Wednesdays and helping out with this and that. And I've got men's ministry that, that I do. And I go back sometimes and I have to remind myself, listen, you are away a lot of the time. Yeah. And, you're, and, you're, and you're, you're busy doing stuff, thinking that you have to do this. 
But you're getting ready to be married too. I know, I know. And you're you're getting having what they would call that ready made family. Exactly. So you have two kids that are going to be jumping in. And I was in the same situation. My wife uh, had two kids with previous relationships, and so I've got stepchildren. So as soon as I jumped in there, Satan was already ready to attack me because I was wanting to be into ministry and and stuff like that. So here's here's the thing that if he's jumping on this and I'm going to run with it, um, Deuteronomy 24. It brings up a great subject um, that if if once you get married and if you're in the ministry already and you're pre- preparing to get married, I would highly recommend maybe taking a year off yeah. to get to know your wife. Now that means you're going to have to do other things. Right, that's fine. But ministry is war. It is all and, the time. And so, and it literally says, "Do not send your men into war so they can get to know their family, to get to know their wives." So I would highly recommend maybe even taking a year off. I took two years off before I jumped in, jumped in back into ministry, mm. and it was superb. Um, Russell, let's wrap this thing up. As we wrap this up, I want we have uh, mentioned I think one or two Bible verses. We've got to mention more. Yeah, uh, I'm. We've got to mention our favorite verses that have driven us into ministry. Do you have one of those? Uh, actually, yes. Uh, the the first. Oh, yeah. The verse right after John 3.16 is my favorite verse, John 3.17. Um, obviously, if you guys know, uh, John 3.16 is, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that who, whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. Mm-hmm. John 3.17 says, For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, mm-hmm. but that through Jesus it might be saved. That gives me the encouragement that whenever I'm frustrated with somebody or I'm frustrated with the world or everything that's going on that we can always point to all these negative things. Mm-hmm. It reminds me to be loving yeah. to those people. And they need it the most. You know, God has given us this love, 316. Take it and give it to the world, 317. Don't go out there and just beat them over the head with it. You bring them in in love. That's mm-hmm. how you do it. Yeah. You have to do it out of love. Love has to be the driving force of everything that we do. Mine would, I'm going to have to go back in the Old Testament. Now, I have to give some background to this story, or give this verse here in a second. But mine's Habakkuk 1.5. It says, look to the nations and be utterly amazed. For I'll do something in your lifetime that even if you're told about it, you wouldn't believe it. Now, here's some background to that story. And it's kind of awkward at times. But uh, the Israelites, of course, were sinning. Yeah. They were being awful, as usual. Um, but here's the thing about them is that God loved them so much that he was actually... I, he was bringing somebody worse in to cause more destruction so it would bring them back to them. Isn't it funny that we have to go through something so dramatic and so huge yeah. and so, uh, uh, what, what's the word, so so bad that we have to, that at that moment that we recognize that we are about to go through bad things or we are going through that stuff, that's when we turn back to God. Mm-hmm. And so the three years that I was in high school, they were just, they were terrible. I was not in church. I I did go to church every once in a while, but I didn't care. Yeah. And uh, I went through some pretty rough stuff in high school, and and it was going into my senior year that I finally just said, "Here it is, God. That's where I'm at." And whenever I sat down at a tree that my youth pastor told me to go sit out and just go find God, and I sat underneath that tree for about three hours, and I laid my Bible down and I just prayed, and I I didn't really know how to seek out God, so I waited and I just. I was waiting for an audible voice. I was waiting for a, a guy to come over and start talking to me or something. And I was there for three hours, didn't even read the Bible at one time. And as I was getting ready to stand up to walk back inside, I looked down at my Bible. Habakkuk 1.5 was just like 
highlighted in my Bible. It was, and that's when I read that, and I knew that from that moment on, no matter what the stuff that we're going through is, even in, and I can translate it over to ministry too, that no matter what it is that we're going through, no matter the harshness of everything that we're going through, that we can just look around us and see all of the nations that are all around us and knowing that they are going through the same exact thing, but God has a plan. Yeah. And it's going to be all for His glory. And it's, going to, it's just amazing to watch God work in those, in those mighty ways. So, we'll wrestle. I'm hoping next time we'll have some guests we can talk to. It won't be it. just us talking back and forth. We already gave you guys you know, 30 minutes extra of what you wanted. So. Yeah, anyway, it's true, very true. Anyway. So, guys, uh, I hope you... Uh, I hope you guys have a good uh, good day. Hey, let's finish off this podcast with uh, with a moment of prayer for these for our listeners, for us. Let's and, do it. And we'll do this. Russell, you want to pray for us? Father God, we come to you today so humbly and, and thankful, Father, for everything that you have given to us, are going to give to us, the blessings you have laid out before us, Father. We want to lift those up to you. We want to thank you for those. Thank you for this time that you have given me and Jeff to come here and sit down and sit down and talk. Sit down and talk about your word, the things that you're doing, encouragement. Father, thank you for the listeners who are going to listen to this. Father, I pray a blessing on them, that you will just allow this word to penetrate their lives and that they can take something from it, use it in their daily lives, Father. We thank you for all these things. We pray a blessing. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. See you guys.